Jackson man, he goes for the three right away. Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! What's good, Hoopers? This is Matty G. This is Matty O'Brien, also known as SC Matrix. I am at MBAG Wiz, and we have a very special Sunday night, Monday mock edition. We're doing this late Sunday night. Maddie, the Boomers just lost to Germany on an atrocious call. Gibby was fouled. Joshy was fouled. Yeah. Oh, look, we lost at the start of the fourth, to be honest. Um, I yeah, think we did. Germany were actually better than us. Uh, Patty was pretty awful coming down the stretch there. So, anyway, we'll uh, yeah, on to the next one. Let's just make finals and see what happens. Yeah, a couple of cop-ups down the stretch there, and then Giddy going off that blood reel. Horrible, uh, horrible little dinger. Uh, we've got a special mock edition for this one. Uh, mate, we've been doing these like little bit of spins. I have one for you tonight. Uh, East versus West. I would love yeah, nice. to do – you can only draft East Coast players. I can only draft West Coast, or I can only draft East, and you can draft West um, based on a heads or tails coin. Before we get to that, because we've got about three or four minutes to go before uh, – the draft kicks off. We're doing a bit of a Yahoo one. We'll share our screen, Maddie, and you'll take through that. Mate, NBA news. PJ Washington, back to the Hornets. How do you think that puts the Hornets front court in stead for the 23-24 season? We've done that preview. It's time to reassess, not time to reassess. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I actually like them playing small ball with the players that they've got, especially with, uh, is it Miller that they brought in? I think that yeah. PJ will play some pretty big minutes at center for them. And that's actually the way that their best team comes out. I think their coach doesn't really like the, like the Mark Williams because they haven't been doing the, um, they haven't been doing the big center. They let Plumley go. I'm actually excited for PJ to come in. Yeah, 100%. And look, he got the money that he wanted at the end of the day as well. Like the whole big thing there is they've got that qualifying offer. He wanted something a lot more substantial. They've come back to him uh, and delivered about 16 mil a year plus. Um, yeah, good for him. This is also one of the things we're talking about sleepers of the year, sleepers of the year. Uh, Mark Williams was on that list. Big Dick Nick Richards, the uh, the big fella there, as everyone loves a Nick. Uh, he's not in, obviously going to get the minutes. He's obviously going to be the biggest casualty out of this. But that really handcuffs that sleeper potential and sleeper tag that Mark Williams had. And you're right. I reckon they're going to run some small ball there. The other big news today was Giannis basically saying if Milwaukee doesn't do what he wants them to do or they need to do to deliver him a championship, he could walk at the end of this season. Uh, one of our mates, Phil, unfiltered uh, on Twitter, was going at me today going like, really, you think so? I think he could go. Do you think he would leave or not? He sort of comes across as a guy that could play for the Bucks the rest of his career. Um, obviously, this is a bit surprising him coming out and saying this, but I think it's just making sure that um, they know that he can leave and if it comes to it, that they've got to make the right decisions to make everything work around him. So I just think that he's solidifying his position there. I don't, th I don't see him go. So. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't see him going, but now I see that he's creaked that window open in Milwaukee, and if it happens, he's put it out there, and it's going to be on the organization. Like, you know, it's not the player. It's like 
the it's the organization, not the player. Uh, Maddie, yeah. we're almost in this draft. Heads, east, west, um, west for west for tails. Uh, I'll flip it up. Call it. Heads. Oh, okay. Well, it fell on the computer. It's heads. You get your way. East or west? Which one do you, which one do you want? Uh, give me the give me the west. All right, you've got the West, big dog. All right, you want to start sharing your screen? Uh, that throws me a little bit of one. I get to draft first, though, which means I am now hampered because I was supposed to take Nicole. I've got the first pick. I was going to take Nicole Jokic, uh, which means I can't. I'm, I'm roadblocked from that. You're taking West, so that means I've got to take – oh, geez, I can't take Joel either. Oh, I can't take Joel. Sorry, I mean, so I can't take Luca. Okay, I'm taking Joel. I'm taking, I'm taking Joel. Why won't you – pick, 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 Joel. I'm picking Joel, and it won't let me. It's oh, here we go. The draft hasn't opened yet. It, it was giving me. I, I clicked on Joel. It was. It, it was all things. I've told you I was lagging. Here we go. Joel Embiid with the first pick from the East Coast. Look, either. Oh, do I get saucy and put in? Look, I haven't taken Joel one draft at all. I'm going to take Joel straight away with the number one pick. I could have taken Jason Tatum or Tyrese Halliburton there. I've just done Tyrese a lot in drafts. Um, straight off the board, obviously Joker goes number two. Who are you thinking three and four? Probably Luca and, and Tatum are going out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Luca or Tatum. Um, OKC, it's in the West, right? Yeah, OKC is in the West. If you can pick up Shea with the uh with your pick in at six, Matty, that's spot on his ADP range now as well. Six to eight, uh, six to seven, six point eight. So he's right there. Number three was Luca. Four was Tyrese. He's having a bit of think about this, our guy on the clock right now. And he's taking Shea. There you go, mate. You've been sniped at the last minute. Tyrese four, Shea five. Who are you going to take with six from the West Coast? Um, whew, I think it's going to have to be. Whew, this is a lot harder than I thought. I think it's going to have to be Anthony Davis. Huh. Oh, you're skipping right over some blokes. Yep. Look at that. Talk us through why not Steph Curry there? Why not Damian Lillard? Why not Kevin Durant? Yeah, look, I, I don't love it. I think that it's shoring up where I am. And, of course, a lot of the guys up the top were the East. Um, I don't know if the opportunity's there for Kevin Durant. I know the opportunity's there for Anthony Davis. Um, Steph Curry, I actually don't like him as a top 10 pick this year. So, um, yeah, I just Woo! think that they're, gonna, they're just going to manage his minutes. So. Do you think that's like more the case now with uh, with old mate Chris Paul's here? Yeah, yeah, I think that it's insurance and just making sure that they can they can rest, they can job share, and that they can be ready for another finals run. Um, oh, yeah, hot, I won't hot, be touching Curry at all. That's what I think of your take on that one because you're the first person I've heard all year say that Steph Curry might not be a top ten player in NBA fantasy this season. So I kind of like that. I like that you've zagged there, Maddie. I like the zag. Yeah. Um. Take us through. So we've we've obviously had Luca, Halley, Shea, Anthony Davis. We've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. We've had Tatum and um, and Lamelo Ball taken up until the ninth. They'll round us out with the tenth pick here. We are and in a Steph Curry taken at tenth. Yeah, and we've, got, a, we've look, we're, we're in a twelve team. We're in a twelve team, or we should say as well. So obviously, this is a twelve uh, twelve team mock draft, Maddie. I'm a lot more comfortable taking Steph Curry after that 10, and he slid, slid to 10th here. So, you know, call it a spicy take, call it what you will. Um, Seth, Steph Curry is going in and around that 10 in a lot of drafts. So, Yeah, he really has fallen. Like, it's it's 
the rise of the younger fellas are really is really starting to come through this year in fantasy. And you're just seeing it with some drive trends there. Obviously, Damian Lillard going there at number 11. And this is that interesting to, one where you can double up this guy, Justin, in our draft right now. Justin, if you're watching or listening, let's see who you go. The turn, he's paired Kevin Durant. I've seen Kevin Durant paired a lot with Jaron Jackson Jr. or actually just with Kyrie, bang, bang. Uh, how do you like to pair Kevin Durant, Matty? Look, I don't think you get any deficiencies with Kevin Durant. So realistically, you can go any way. I still think 13's a bit early for um, for Jaron Jackson Jr. And I watch basically all their games. Probably I would go Kevin Durant and he's gone Jaron Jackson he's Jr. Gone. I'd probably go Kevin Durant with Dono Mitchell there. So, Yeah, Dono Mitchell's actually just sliding a little bit. And I actually like that a lot. I picked up Donovan Mitchell the other day with the 22nd pick. And if you go a first, if you go a first pick, and there's not a lot of points on the board with that one. So if you go on like a Tyrese, I, Maddie, I don't know how I feel about it. I've just said like I, I want to get a guy who I can feel can put up forty points and on or fifty points, and a and go on like an absolute steamer. Um, yep. Donovan Mitchell's one of those guys, isn't he? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Donovan Mitchell is a sensational player, and I think he's going a little bit under the radar. Oh, it's obviously not. He's up there at the top of, you know, the way that Yahoo is um, analyzing and they've got their ADPs and everything there. But I just think sometimes you're sitting there at 20 and he's there. Just grab him. Just don't try and outthink the room. Yeah, 100%. Mate, uh, Kyrie at 14, Booker at 15. Um, yeah, Booker's going very high as well. This is, and they're, they're really leaning into the Phoenix Suns in a lot of drafts, mate. Are you as high on the Suns this season as a lot of others? Yeah, I think that they're the best team. If I was a bookie, I they would be the shortest odds for me. Mate, who have you got up in your queue there from the West Coast? Stick with your um, theme of West Coast only. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't have a choice here. <laughs> um, I've got Sabonis if he slides. Otherwise, I think I'm going to take Carl Anthony Towns, to be honest. So. Now, this is the other thing. I've seen you got Desmond Bain down the queue. If Let's say Sabonis goes off the board. Anthony Edwards, everyone's really high on him. The FIBA World Cup breakout is on and real. Oh, look, and Donovan Mitchell's gone off the board after we said that. We, we hyped him up and he's gone 16, which is the, probably the earliest I have seen him in drafts, to be fair. Um, James Harden yeah. as well at 17 is a surprise. Anthony Edwards around this place for you. Why would you not lean him and you're putting in some bonus? So what are you trying to build right now with Davis? I don't have a lot of faith in Anthony Edwards. I don't have a lot of faith in Minnesota. I've got more faith in Carl Anthony Towns um, just because he's been there. I'm just not sure. Yeah, maybe he's going to take a step up, but I'm not sure it's going to be as great for him to go from the 37th best player to, you know, where am I picking in and around the 20th best player? I just don't see it. Yeah, no, I feel you on that one. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been a bit of two minds. There's a lot of, there's a lot of East Coast talent in this second round. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure how I feel about a lot of this right now. I am. What am I going to? Should I punt something? Look, I'm always trying to lean into punting turnovers. To be fair, like it's something that I'm okay with just putting off straight away. Um, a lot of good guys still on the board here for me. Oh, Fred Van Fleet. God, I wish you were back in. Trey Young's gone off the board there. Fred Van Fleet's gone off the board. Look, 
East Coast-wise, the next guys, according to Yahoo, here are Mikhail Bridges, Kawhi Leonard, Larry Markin, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, LeBron, and then Pascal. So I guess I'm going to have to go in this spot, Mikhail. Um, yep. But this really stuffs me a little bit, to be fair. I'm I'm not – this is really – there's not a lot oh. – I actually love Mikel there. I don't think that you have to – basically with your couple of picks, you're not tanking anything yet, so you can just take the best players. That's how I feel for your squad. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to ADP for a second. I'm going to bring in oh, – no, 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 no. Oh, no, I'm cooking it up. I'm cooking it. No, that's way too early. I was trying to bring him back up and I couldn't get him up there because I was switching between the ranks that were left over there. I was probably going to lean into Pascal Siakam there. I, I was thinking about Pascal. Um, just to just where he's going. Butler, I never trust the game-to-game reliability of it, but I picked up Jontae Murray there with the 25th pick. So <laughs> that's way, that's way, it's it's too early for me, I think. Yeah, I've got him more like mid-30s, but I don't mind him. I don't mind getting him. Um, I just think it's a bit early. I'd probably go Fox over. Oh, you can't go Fox. But I can't. I've got, I've got people like Fox over him, and uh, you might see if you're watching on YouTube uh, that I have him queued up. So, Mate, West Coast, after me, DeJounte Murray uh, at pick 25. So with the 24th and 25th pick, I've taken Mikhail Bridges and DeJounte Murray. A bit earlier there, Jimmy Butler's gone at 27 after Kawhi at 26. Big Joe is on the board. Uh, Darius Garland, interesting, 28. Someone who slipped a little bit right here, Maddie, is Larry Markinen. Yeah, I'm not sure how I, how I feel about it with uh, John Collins coming to town, but I still think if De'Aaron Fox is there, oh, I can nearly go LeBron at 32, but I don't really want a, two Lakers. Do you, no, I'm gonna do you? I'm gonna shore it up. I don't have another pick till 43. De'Aaron Fox still isn't gonna be there. I'm gonna go double Sacramento instead of double LA. So I like it. Somewhere, somewhere Herbie is feeling a little bit rigid in the pants and has no idea why. <laughs> no, it's a bit uh it's a bit early, but I don't have another pick. Like I think I can see it. Maybe I still could have got him at 38. Um, of course, we're throwing a bit of spice into these. I, um, I've i actually been – I didn't expect it to be as barren for Western Conference players this early. So there you go. Yeah, it's funny. I've got other guys in the East. Like I know we shouldn't mention like it's like that draft taboo, like you don't mention a guy before they're off the board. But I'm looking around, there's like guys like Victor Wembanyama. by the time he comes back to you, could be a little bit of sneaky value at 43. Yeah, obviously we were talking, this is actually something I want to ask you because we haven't been on a pod since we had this like discussion on the phone. Cash leagues versus mock drafts. Cash leagues are a lot more competitive. So when people buy into a league, they're putting their money where their mouth is. So it's re- it's like a really tough grind. Whereas mocks, you're kind of just flirting with anyone at the bar. You're like, hey, can I buy you a drink at the 28th pick, Victor Wembanyama? Yeah. Like, like, tell us about your theory on that, mate. Yeah, look, I think once people put their put their money to it, they're a little bit, um, I suppose, more serious. Um, I still don't really find myself taking Victor Wembanyama with the forty third pick. I, I would be taking him just outside of the fifty. 
Um, so if he's still there at 54, I'll take him. Uh, but there's not a lot of West Coast talent there either. So I might be forced into it. So. Yeah, I, I think like when it comes to it sometimes, I think we've actually, you kind of really do handicap yourself. Like straight away having the number one pick and then having, and then having old mate Nikola Jokic go at it. Like it just almost feels like I feel bad for myself not being able to take someone who I want to take with that pick straight away. Um, I can't believe this is the furthest I've seen Bam at a bio. Uh, for this is actually um, he's really slipped. I still can't take him, so that's great for me. Um, Good for me. Chris Tapps is starting to fall a little bit as well. I'm not going to lie. Jalen Brown is probably about where he is. There goes Bam, just as you've said that, though, at pick 41. Victor Wembanyama there with the 40th pick. I've got someone in mind who I just am hoping and praying comes to me now. I suppose it doesn't matter if we talk about it because we can't snipe each other. We are legit picking 50%, uh, everything at a 50% discount. uh, There he goes, Cade Cunningham with the 42nd pick. I think that is absolutely extremely good value for Cade Cunningham this season. I think if you're taking Cade anywhere outside 35, you're going to get a good return come the end of the day. I like I like him top forty value for the season. I, I like a healthy Cade in that top forty zone, a hundred percent. I think he could be a top twenty five player um, outside yeah. of that. Yeah, top wow. twenty player with his talent level. So, yeah, so picking him up at forty second value, forty second there is really that's a, a really nice one. And then I've taken Brandon Ingram. I didn't have a lot of West Coast talent around. Um, you know, I had Shengun, I had Victor Wembanyama. I think Brandon Ingram's a safe one. I don't think he's really, unless he gets injured, I think I'm just going to know what I'm going to get from him. It's actually interesting that Yahoo have him shooting guard, small forward, power forward. Um, mm. Yeah, I'll probably be, that's massive duels um, in this format. Uh, but yeah. I'd say most they sort of have him small forward, power forward. Um, lets me slide around and gives me a lot more flexibility later on in the draft. So, Yeah, look, I'm back up on the board here and I'm looking around this zone now. I've got the turn. So I'm looking to probably – I'm okay, like, assist-wise. I could probably pick up someone like points I want to try and sprinkle a little bit more on. And I'm just going to go Zach Levine. I did the Bulls pod the other day and I said that I'm really – I'm really thinking that Zach Levine is going to be one of those guys this season that um, has a bit more of a step up. I really think that he's going to have a a really positive step forward. And because I just want to shore up some of my blocks and my defense here, and I'm not going to get him back, I'm going to take someone. Oh, uh, look, I'm going to take Clacko. Blending the Claxton a little bit. And I'm not going to get another center and blocks that high up later on in the draft right here. So I'm just going to mix it up a little bit. And I'm going to take Zach Levine 48 to get me some more points and some decent free throw percentage. And also to offset what Claxton is going to bring me down with at 49. Chet Holgren at pick 50 rounds out our top 50, Maddie. Yeah. And that's pretty good value there. Uh, should be noted that that's probably the latest I've seen Chris Tapp's Porzingis go. And I think that's a lot more reasonable expectations for him. Yeah, I'm right with you. There's all this talk about his uh, his plantar fasciitis right now, which is really scaring punters off him, which is kind of translating possibly to some value. Uh, Holgren at 50, Shengun at 51, OG at 52, uh, Julius Randall at 53. And back to you, Matty, 54. 
Yeah, I'm going to take a bit of a homer here. I'm going to take Josh Giddy in and around that 54. Maybe a little bit early, but I'm not seeing much else that I want there. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't really ruin me anywhere. Um, maybe his free throw percentage isn't fantastic for a shooting guard. Uh, but the other options I had was Zion and Bradley Beal, and I'm actually hoping they come around back to me. So, Yeah, you've um, taken a couple in a couple of our drafts. You've taken Zion at an absolute bargain basement price to be fair like you've taken him like with some absolute steals yeah and look he could just be this could be what he is he could just be injured but at in and around that 60 like my next picks at 67 that's a risk i'm willing to take for a guy that i see as a generational talent when healthy um yeah look have a look at other guys you're taking around him like Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons, Tyce Jones. Like, tell me Zion isn't just streets better than them. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, you, yeah, you you've, you sold me on that one. I actually managed to uh, sneak up and grab him um, in another couple of leagues in drafts late just because you put him on my radar, to be fair. And I was like, you know what? If he is slipping that far, he really does warrant a good, a good look at. Ooh. Take yeah, us so through, mate. Yeah, so we've got Zion Zion gone at 60, Ja Morant gone at 61, Scotty Barnes gone at 62, Jalen Williams, who I was eyeing off at 63, and Franz Wagner at 64. Um, trying to find some talent in here. I'm starting to look at a couple Washington guys, um, maybe – wait, Washington's not in the West for starters. No, it's not. Um, I was going to say, wait a minute, wait you can't take yeah. any of my Washington guys. Oh, hold on. Have a look at who's there. Spurs guys then. Whew. Jeez. Oh, there's there's one that's standing like a like dog's balls for me for you right now. Yeah. Is it Rudy Gobert? Because he's ruining my free throw percentage, something chronic. He, he is. Um, he did hit a three pointer in the he did hit a three pointer for the in the in FIBA. Like, come on. He's extending his range. There goes ah, Cam Johnson. Fuck me sideways. 66 pick. I was actually keen on that one. I still think that's too early for Cam Johnson. I think you dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Yeah, good. But at 73, I'm not going to get him back in the hundreds. So, you know, my next pick after 73, when you got one of those turns, is 96 and 97. So he's kind of gone off the board for me by then. Um, uh, do I lean into taken- block? I've taken Rudy Gobert there. So, like, I've got Anthony Davis, DeMontis Sabonis, and Rudy Gobert. I don't see myself getting beaten in too many teams in rebounders as long as I pick up a couple of bench guys there. I've got Fox. I've got Giddy. I've shored up some assists. I've shored up some rebounds. Um, I've sort of ruined my free throw percentage a little bit with Giddy and Gobert. I might start to lean into that a little bit later. But realistically, I like the way my team's rounding out. Yeah, I, I actually really, really like your team. I actually think my team right now is going into a steaming pile of dogs balls and mm-hmm. I have kept on getting my queue absolutely eviscerated uh, from guys like Tyrese Maxey and who I was looking at there. Up there. Um, I am probably going to go, I am probably going to have to do a... I'm going to pick up Daniel Gafford. Because I like what he like he gives me there. The next guy, and I'm just going to have to go someone who's pretty safe at this point, Chris Middleton. 
like yep. he is generally speaking as safe as houses. I've got a lot of like I've got bigs now. I've got two bigs. This is a two big draft, so that's out. And I'm going to just kind of feed in that guy. He's excellent for points, three pointers, free throw percentage. I think he'll have a better season overall because he's going to be healthier this season. I know he's got the game time decision injury tag, but everything coming in is he's looking okay so far. Talk. Talk me through taking Daniel Gafford over Kyle Kuzma because that's not something I'd ever do. Uh, look, to be fair, I'm just looking at what I was doing there. I've got a lot of center numbers. So I've got rebounds. I've got blocks in there as well with Gafford. But Gafford's power forward eligible. So I get those center numbers. I get those rebounds. I get that high field goal percentage. And I'm going to probably take some burners on points and three-pointers late. Okay. So I know I'm going to get some guys to jack up some, some shithouse shots. But I'm trying to buoy my field goal percentage to offset them. I don't know if I've offset my free throw percentage enough yet. Uh, so I'm just kind of leaning there with Gafford. But just the fact that he's power forward eligible, and I know I can be cheeky with that eligibility with him and not just a pure center, is okay with me. So yep. I just wanted some more defensive stats really out of him, and he'll he'll do that for me. And his field goal percentage is elite. Like it's it's 600s plus. Like we're talking 650. Like he is, like, and his free throws, to be fair, did improve. So he's up around almost 700. He's about six, 680, six, you know, so that'll, that'll do me there, mate. Yeah, cool. No, that's fair. Um, after Chris Middleton, uh, Derek White got taken, Markel Fultz, Paolo Bancaro. I think that's a steal this late in yep. the draft. Um, Jalen Green, and I am going to be taking CJ McCullum. Um mm. At the, at the 80th pick, uh, we know what we're going to get from CJ. He's given it year after year. Um, yeah, pretty happy. Um, seem to be stacking. I suppose I've got the, uh, I've got the if we're talking NFL terms, I've got the Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum stack. I've got the Aaron Fox, uh, DeMontis Stabonis stack. So let's see how I go. But you really do after that. Devin Vassell at 20, at 79. Michael Porter Jr. at 80. Mark Williams there at 81. Clint Capella, 82. Jeremy Grant there. Geronimo! Geronimo! Uh, he's flown off at 83. Anthony Simons, 84. Buddy Heald, 85. Mitch Robinson, 86. Marcus Smart. Mm. Wow, these are flown by, mate. Marcus Smart with the 87th. I was I was hoping he'd still be sitting there at at, at ninety one. Um, I might be forced into taking Trey Jones at this stage heading in. I'm just going to take Ooh. another guard. Um, yep. I think that there's some really good value for once uh, with centers really late in the drafts. Um, I will be able to take Jonas. I'll be able to take Stephen Adams. Um, due to being in the West, I won't be able to take Yusuf Nurkic or Wendell Carter Jr., which are still sitting there. But, yeah, I still see a bit of value there. So I'm going to take Trey Jones with the 91st pick. I think it's a little bit early, but where else do I find assists this late in a draft? Um, and I'm not seeing it anywhere else. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. And a couple of guys you've even mentioned right there with after him, Kyle Kuzma just went up the 92nd, and I know you were looking, telling me to take him before Gafford before. 92nd for Kuz this season I think is an absolute – Justine yep. has taken, I think, one of the steals of this draft so far. Uh, Austin Reeves, the 93rd pick in this one, almost back to me right now. I'm looking at my draft. This, there's someone who I want to discuss, and you touched on it earlier, but I'm going to take a, another super safe one. And it's right at his draft position pretty much. I'm going to take Tobias Harris. 
I'm going to yep. take Tobias because I think it's just a, another very safe as houses pick. Um, st- I'm probably looking to get some more steals and points around now. So I'm probably going to look for someone like, oh, you know what? That's putting him on my radar. I don't know what's happening in Philadelphia, but I do know that I'm not going to get someone with the upshot of um, DeAnthony Melton again to get me those defensive stats. So I'm going to I'm going to pick up Anthony Melton there. Yeah, the do, Anthony- you think he's, do you think he's a massive uh, beneficiary if Harden doesn't keep playing there? Unless he's included in some trade package, absolutely. Look, Tyrese Maxey, I think, is the absolute biggest beneficiary of that, um, as well as Joel. Like, Joel's going to have to do so much heavy lifting. That's kind of why I was okay taking him number one as well. So if, if Joel has to have the kind of season that Joel needs to, to lift the Philadelphia 76ers to whatever aspirations they have, but then again, he's a shutdown candidate. Like, I think he's yep. also, like, a risk for that this year. So I'm like, if I get the number one pick, I am never taking Joel at Mead this year because if that goes sideways in Philly, uh, a trade or him being shut down, it's it's so on the cards for me. But I think guys like the Anthony Melton, who are just those guys who get out there and play basketball, who love to play the game, who get invested in their teams, I think he's one of those kind of guys that can return me some value at the end of the day. Yeah, excellent. Um, after uh, Melton went, uh, Robert Williams the third, Jabari Smith Jr. went a bit early for me, uh, Wiggins, Dre. Um, and I took John Collins with the 102nd pick. Mm. I think he's really good value around that point. Uh, he's not somebody that I would go taken with the 80th pick. Uh, but I think, you know, just a couple of years ago, he was a top 40 guy. Uh, Atlanta tried to turn him into a stretch four once they started getting new coaches in. Um, that's not what he is. He's better when he's closer to the basket. And I wouldn't be surprised if I saw him have a bigger and better year than Walker Kessler. Ooh, that is another one of those absolutely hot takes for the day. I like that. I just I like that. You think he's better? Yeah. Look, what, what round we I know he's better. Actually, I know he's better, but um, it just depends if they want to win games or not as to how much John Collins plays. Yeah, look, I think he's I think he's been a much more line member of the Atlanta Hawks for a couple of seasons. We have to remember this was a guy who was almost doing double double things. You know what I mean? Like he was just he was an absolute steal. And a lot of these guys you were talking about before, by the way, are starting to come off the off the board. Um, 114th, Yosef Nurkic, you said centers late. Kevin Porter Jr., 113th, Trey Murphy, 112, Zubach, 111, Jalen Duran, 110, Russell Westbrook, 109, uh, 108, Clay Thompson, 107, um, Shaden Sharp at 106, and Okongwu, 105, Keldon Johnson, 104, and Scoot at 103. Maddie, it's you. Um, I'm just going to go safe. I'm just going to take Aaron Gordon there with the 115th pick. I don't really think that he has the upside to be any better than 115 uh, throughout the year, but I think he's just going to do as advertised and just be a nice fit for my team. I think I'm going to take uh, gonna, I think I took some risks earlier. Um, I don't think I need to take the risk with the 115th pick. Ah, Jesus, Mother Mary and Joseph. Look, uh, McDaniels went at 119. Gary Trent Jr., I was looking at him there. Um, yeah, he's just gone off the menu for me. But there is one guy I am really keen on. Uh, at the 120th pick, welcome to your new home of triple eligibility, Bruce Brown. He is point guard, shooting guard, small forward eligible. So he fills so many like ways for me. Like it's 
ridiculous. I'm thinking I have two guys right now. I'm going to go in because I've said I believe in him. Yep. I'm going to take Josh Hart. You and I both yep. spoke the day that that Josh Hart contract got re-signed, and we were going to we were going to you know we were going to bump him up. I I like him at about a, at one twenty one. Yeah, and think about how many rebounds he gets out of position. That's absolutely lovely. Whew. I have my board has just been cleaned out, and I am going <laughs> to be taking Rashawn Holmes. With oh, the I like it. Pick. He sits I, around there a little bit later. I think I probably nearly could have got him at 139, but I needed a center, and he wasn't gonna. If he went missing, I was gonna be taking. Oh. Probably Kevon Looney. That was the best I was going to get if he was gone, um, being in the West. Mate, legitimately, I saw him drafted in the last round the other day. People are absolutely sleeping on Rashawn Holmes. Now, that being said, of course we're sleeping on Rashawn Holmes. We haven't seen him play like a fucking spit right now. Like we haven't seen him play at all in a Mavericks uniform. But we've got to remember this was an absolutely – I want to say dominant, but this was an absolute upside guy a couple of seasons ago in fantasy. And then like the whole regime change happened in Sacramento. Sabonis came in and stuff was happening around there. And he's just never seen the same return, has he? No, no, he hasn't. But I think he'll get the opportunity again this this year. I think he's the best center on that team. Let's just see what happens. Mate, talk us through the picks up to yours. So we've gone uh, Rashawn home, RJ Barrett, um, we have gone with Jordan Clarkson, Keegan Murray, Kevin Huerta, uh, Obi Toppin, um, Harrison Barnes, Sadiq Bay, Kyle Anderson, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Ben Simmons with the 136th pick. I'm struggling a little bit. I'm thinking maybe somebody from the Rockets, uh, maybe uh, Armin Thompson. Tara Eason still around? Is he is there Tara Eason still around? Yeah, I think Armin Thompson's a little bit better than Tari Eason. I'm not sure. Like, they, they took him with such an early pick. Um, I know it's a dart throw either way. Um, oh, bugger it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a bit of a homer. I'm going to get Jeremy Sohan. Oh, you do love you, – you are very high in the Spurs this season. Um, now, I'm going to talk through this because uh, I'm almost on the board for my last two picks. And this guy is not being I'm, one of the guys is not being drafted at all. And I'm going to just completely Obi Toppin was taken earlier on. He was taken 131st. So he's in this last second last round. Now, I, this is if you've got the number one pick and you're in a Yahoo draft like this with 13 players deep, 14 players deep, you get the last two picks and you've got to know what you're going like upshot wise, because when you make your last one, you put yourself on the clock. So I'm kind of stalling here to do that. I'm taking two upshot picks at the very end of the draft. So I'm going to take Asaur Thompson and I'm going to mm-hmm. take Jalen and I'm going to take Jalen Johnson straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option for me over in Atlanta was Sadiq Bay. Sadiq was taken off 133rd in this one as well. So I'm just looking for that spot to fill the John Collins gap that you mentioned earlier. So I'm just going to, I'm going to lean into Jalen Johnson there with my last pick. And then Norm Powell with 146. Before that was Herb Jones, 143. Colin Sexton, 142. Gordon Hayward, I actually really like that right there at uh, 141. Jaden Ivey, also a nice little shout there. I think off the ball, he could be really good this season uh, at 140. Jeremy Sohan, as you said, at 139. It's coming back to you, Matty. 
Um, I'm going to take Dylan Brooks, uh, 150th pick. Um, look, if he ruins my percentages too badly, I can just drop him. Let's just see how he's going the first couple of weeks. I just think maybe taking one of the Thompson twins, and I know that you took one of them, and it, they're probably going to get more opportunity where they are because they're not as focused on winning. Um, yeah, I just think Dylan Brooks is going to be playing meaningful minutes to start yeah. the year. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Like they've paid him a lot of money at the end of the day. And money generally translates to giving guys an opportunity to be on the court as not to like just offset your fan base entirely and fuck them over, to be fair. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, do you want to walk us through your team? I'll, uh, I'll get it up on the screen if it allows me to. Yeah, let me bring it up on mine as well and I can go. it. Here we go. My team. I think the first thing I think we should point out, Maddie, is that when we did this whole East Coast, like East Coast versus West Coast thing in the back of my head, I'm like, this is going to be tough for a reason uh, because it's it's going to be shit. Did Christian would just go without a team at the last pick in the draft? Oh, good on you. Neither, uh, neither of us would have been able to take him, should be noted. No, no, neither of us would be able to take because he doesn't have a team. Karis LeVert went at 155. Guys like Cole Anthony at 154. Benedict Matherin at 153, and Kelly Olynyk at 152. Tara Eason at 151 after you rounded out. And as I was saying, mate, I'll get back to that. Like, when we say East versus West, you in the draft, and I think this goes to the new people who are at home on their laptops, on their phones, trying to, like, get into fantasy, do not expect in your team to have an all-star team. Like, you're not going to have an Eastern Conference All-Star team. You're not going to have a Western Conference All-Star team. You're likely not going to have a 2K fantasy team. Um, yeah. These drafts get super competitive. So when you look down at the end of the day, try you've got to really go positionally. With, <laughs> I, I've just got a jack-of-all-trades team. So this was in no order. My picks, are, I've ended up with DeJounte Murray, who I think I went to early there. I just needed some extra assists at the end of the day and some steals, so I picked him up. Uh, DeJounte Murray... Mikhail Bridges, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Daniel Gafford, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, I took the first pick, Nick Claxton, DeAnthony Melton, Bruce Brown, who I think was probably one of my steals of the draft, to be fair, coming in at 120. Like, I think that's great value for him. Josh Hart, Asua Thompson, and Jalen Johnson with their upside, I took for my last pick at number one. Because again, I think one of my best tips that I can give to new players is if you're at a turn on that last round and, and you're in an early pick, like, pick one to three, just know who you're going to get straight away. So you have a backup plan. So you don't shit your pants at the end of the day. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I really like the way your team's rounded out. Um, do you see any deficiencies? And do you think Bruce Brown was the biggest, um, I suppose, Nick of your draft? Yeah, I really do. I actually really like Bruce Brown's role. Like <laughs> they paid him money. I keep on saying that he keeps on falling in drafts and I don't want to take Bruce Brown. Like I, I he's not a, He's not one who I'm like, oh, you know who I drafted in fantasy this season? <laughs> Bruce Brown. I did that with Jalen Williams last year, and I fucking wrote it all season long. Like, just stick with him, stick with him. He's not that guy. Like, there's nothing appealing about having Bruce Brown. Apart from the fact that the Indiana is going to give him a role, he's likely going to be a starter. He's going to go under the radar. He's got, like, dual eligibility for the guard and the forward spot. So he's one of the only players in the whole entire system you can just throw him in anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's value. And if I'm picking him up, I see him as a top, I would say top 90 player. And mm -hmm. so if I'm getting him at 120, like even top hundred, I'm still getting him two rounds late and he does everything. Yep. And he doesn't hurt me anywhere. So yeah, look, I think deficiencies wise, uh, 
Yeah, I'm probably a little bit weak on points, to be fair. I would have liked some more points. My free throw percentage is kind of balanced out a little bit if I'm looking at it. But look, it's not that bad. It's over 800, but it's not super competitive. But I like my fit, my field goal percentage ended up at 500, which is where I like it, considering I took guys like Clacko. What about you, mate? Who, who was your steal? What do, you, what do you like your team? Look, let me have a look. Um, I've gone Darren Fox, Brandon Ingram, Josh Giddy. Dylan Brooks, Anthony Davis, DeMontis Sabonis, Rudy mm. Gay. Oh, Rudy Gobert, sorry. The wrong Rudy. Uh, Rashawn <laughs> Holmes, CJ McCollum, Trey Jones, Johnny Collins, uh, Aaron Gordon, and Jeremy Sohan. Um, yeah, mm. pretty happy with the way that that rounded out, to be honest. Um, I did find yeah. myself with the whole East-West things and probably a lot more than I thought. Um, I thought that I would have been okay uh but yep. i found myself taking reaching for guys uh taking them maybe around early um due to wanting the east coast guys so after this i'm actually going to go have a look just out of interest sake to see if um if i just have blokes from the east in my uh in my draft board a little bit higher than the west in general because i really struggled with this um i do yep. think i've got demontis sabonis at some pretty good value there um mm. but yeah look I've got I've got good bigs. Um, I've got good forward. I've got good uh, good point guards. I haven't messed with my um, percentages too badly, except with maybe Rudy Gobert. But I think where he's fell um, when I took him, um, I don't think it was a bad pick. So yeah, and I like there as well to point out uh, Brandon Ingram again that eligibility across guard and forward spots is really important sometimes. Like just, just to, to like those flex spots, you can fill those in anywhere. You know what I mean? Like I like that. I'm looking at, I actually, I actually quite like that team, mate. I think you've done all right there. I think we've both ended up, it's again, it's really tough um, when you're drafting off. I'm looking at my, like my, my, I'm trying to look at my draft board now and I'm like, geez, you're right. I might have to assess my East and my West Coast players. Because I don't, I don't think it's really relevant. Um, no, no, but just where I had a couple, really? of, yeah. But just where I had a couple of guys, I'm like, oh, maybe you've got some more opportunity in your team. Like, like again, I'm, I'm, re, I'm, I'm tinkering with it again now. Like just over in the, like the over in the east right now with like the, the Charlotte Hornets as of today. Like those guys are getting like I'm fading the forward the front court there, a hundred percent. So I'm just looking at it now, going like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, some work, a little bit of work needs to be done. Maddie, that yeah. was huge, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Can I tell you something about the Hornets though? If you oh, yeah. if you find yourself a few if you find yourself deep and you just realize you're tanking rebounds and blocks, PJ Washington could be a great pick and probably still gonna be sitting there at 130 on your draft boards. Probably 140, 150. Yeah, he really could be actually. Like he's he didn't even get drafted in this draft. He didn't even he get just... drafted in this draft, and it was something that um, was in the back of my mind when we were talking about PJ Washington earlier. I went a little high on him last year um, in and around that early hundreds, but he could be somebody you take with the last pick, and he could have a really good role. He just got paid. Yeah, he just got paid. Um, and whether he's going to be complacent because he got paid or actually show that he has a place in that team, this is like Charlotte's in a really interesting position after the end of this season with Bridges. So if other guys walk, PJ could really – I mean, they needed to pay him to have some, like, I guess, players coming next yep. season. Um, the one guy I'm bummed that I missed out on, and I know that I've said this that I'm high on him before, and it's it's really good to start seeing him getting some recognition in drafts, is Obi Toppin. 
So he's moved up. His ADP has gone up to 130 overall for the season. Um, 129.8 on Yahoo. I'm going to have to check the other sites to see where he is. His X rank is 121 on Yahoo. His rank is 143. So it's good to see him. You know what we talk about the X ranks and sometimes them and the ranks are so just stupidly disproportionate. Um, I like Obi there at 130. I think he's he could be a top 100 player again in that Bruce. I think the Pacers are going to have a really solid season. So in the East Coast, I'm just looking at that and I'm the sleeper on Obi is starting to be a little bit done now. I think in that East as for Eastern Conference players, I think that tag is starting to fade away a little bit for me. Yeah, I think some of the puffers puffers come out of there. I think I'll still take yeah. him if he's sitting there at 140, but. Mm. You you sort of convinced me. I wasn't even looking at Obi Top until the year started. So yeah, yeah, mate. Cheers, mate. That was absolutely huge. Thanks very much, brother. This has been an Ad Insight Sports NBA podcast mock Mondays. We're just going to do a mock every Sunday night, Monday morning. Get it out there. Let let it's what the people want. They're like we keep on getting added in in our extra Twitter. When are you doing another mock? When are you doing another mock? We're like we, we just did two. When do you want to do another one? So we'll keep on pumping them out because you keep on asking for them. Uh, and a big thanks as well to our good sponsors right here because we've both been drinking from it tonight. These are our guys, Stand and Squeeze. Make sure you check them out online. You can use the promo code INSIGHT15 and get 15% off your order. And our good friend, Hammer, Ryan Hammond at Astute Financial. They're in you said, mate, give their details. You, I know that you went for them for your like refinancing and all your home business. Um, mate, a guy you can, I guess in finance, you can't really say you trust many people, but you can trust him basically with your life yeah. and your house. Look, look, realistically, I was, I was just having beers with him and um, I said, what do you do? And so he started explaining what he did. And I said, oh, well, just give us a quote. Like I've already got a home loan. Um, can you just give me a quote? See if you can save me some money. Like, honestly, he was going through me with my business um, and giving me some opportunity there. And I just, he obligation free quotes. So he'd come through, give me a quote, um, come through and saves me money every week. So I was able to do an extension on my house, which I wasn't really looking to do. Um, but yeah, That's right. um, slide into our DMs um, and we'll get you in touch with Hamo. Otherwise, give him a call or a message at 0431 766 And that's in Australia, because if you're internationally listening to us, you can't. And you wish you could have a guy like Hamo, especially if you're in America and it comes to do with banking. But if you're in Australia, go and check out our friend. Check out the uh, the website. Give him a call or a text on 0431766784 and say that Insight sent you and we're sending you some good vibes and vibrations. Ball out. Take care. We'll see you soon. Cheerio.